Welcome to Death Before Dishonor. I'm Genesee. I'm Florian. I'm Kevin. And I'm Tinzian, contacting you from some deep, dark dungeon somewhere. Yes, and I'd like to tell you what episode this is, but I can never keep track. What is it? 100 and what, Dungeon Master? 172. 172 in a wannabe, but not quite, weekly series uh, following a bunch of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons, hosted by the Grey Area Podcast. So last time, which was a couple of weeks ago, um, depending on when you're listening to the show, we had some unfortunate encounters <laughs> with Mithrin and a worm and uh, ended with a possible beholder. So it's been a while, and I'll let Tinsian catch us up on where we are currently. So, Dungeon Master, you are a go. First of all, I'd like to ask uh, Mithrin, what did um, Bart Simpson say when he saw a beholder? Uh, I would guess either I, Karumba, or, you know, whoa, dude, or something like that. Very good. Very nicely done. I will overlook the fact that you haven't updated your character sheet. And well, if I could, if I could possibly get uh, Microsoft to make Quicksilver work with a tablet, this wouldn't be a problem. Mm. Think about that. Well, it's not it's nothing on my side, buddy. You look at Bill Gates. Well, you have also had about two months to do it, so oh. I shall merely give you the benefit, give you the yeah. benefit of the pass, and move on to Carl. Yes, move on Whoop. to Carl. Carl likes the idea of uh, thinking outside the box because if things are said, then they're no longer sticking around. So I may or may not have uttered the term total party kill during dinner tonight, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, About a month ago, we recorded two episodes back to back in which um, the party eventually came face to face with a beholder. So, since then, uh, Genesee has moved, we've had some internet issues, and a whole bunch of other things going on, so we're trying to get back now um, to some degree of recording. However, tonight, uh, Carl has a sick child nearby, so he's going to be on his phone, and uh, Mithrin is going to be on his phone as well. We are still <laughs> attempting to find Damn Cesar, it. but we Damn may... Damn it, Cesar! The second I get everything set up... Huh? Damn you! <laughs> Damn you. Fine. Okay. Guess what? All right. <laughs> Scissors here. Hi, Scissors. Just in time oh. to ruin the setup of what the stream looks like. So, but we're glad you're here, despite that. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. So we'll just, um, <laughs> I'll just rearrange this live while, you know, you just continue talking. So well, I, I, I was, but you... you in- I'm sorry, he wanted to be invited. He was messaging me. Did you not hear it? No, I did not. I, I can't hear anything over the buzz-killing sound of mafia people using a buzzsaw downstairs, too. Yeah, well, okay. My, uh, what can I say? My, uh, my fan is very um, enthusiastic in my computer. I can't Good I can't word. Okay, so for those um, watching in video, you may or may not see uh, Freddy, the co-GM. He will appear at some point in time. He's in my lap. He's uh, right now kind of shorn, so uh, he looks kind of like a little lion. So if you see a little lion, that's just Freddy. So, uh, hi, Scissor. Hello. Just telling the party that uh, there was fruit cupcakes and happiness uh, uttered during dinner. But, um, now that you're here, we can continue on 
and perhaps face this uh, beholder. Yes. So you are oh, all standing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were all going to die that part. Yeah, I mentioned that earlier. The uh, the beholder, and it was possible that sushi got spewed across the table. But yeah, he said he's like thinking to himself, "Oh, I know what to do," and he goes, "Total party kill." And I was like, Pfft. "That wasn't a good dinner." Mm. So, all right, the party is standing out in the field. The you've been some of you have been eaten in half and chewed and destroyed by the um, illusionary uh, drudges. You've kind of come to grips with the fact that they are not real. Someone, and I forget who, so go back and listen to episode 171 and remember who uh, actually was the one that pulled the enchantment off the beholder, thus causing it to be in view. But the description of the beholder is that there are eight tentacled eyes, or eight eyes on tentacles, Surrounding a central body mass, uh, it's spheroid, but there is no central eye. It looks like it has been gouged out or cut out and uh, is no longer present. So, we're sort of left with the possibility of an encounter. Before I go on into the encounter... Is there anyone feeling especially brave with their um, arcane skill or trying to figure out what else may be illusionary around here? Uh, Not me. Not at all. My arcane skills are about as skillful as my worm avoidance of intestine (laughs) skill. So that's not good. Okay. Same here. I think Cesar had had found himself kind of a little bit distanced from the action, if I remember correctly, from seven years ago. So um, he would probably (laughs) feel in a position to be able to do so relatively safely. Okay. Do you choose to exercise such? Yeah, he's a curious fellow. Okay. Go ahead and roll for Arcane. Okay. Here we go. Superman D20. Natural one. Yay! No! Welcome back, everyone. No, that's not what happened. It didn't just happen. So, uh, so Cesar tries to look in the arcane, and the arcane looks back at him. <gasps> Love, you know, like, yeah, there you go. Why, why Actually, I think that's like Nietzsche. That? But. Does anybody wish to rest, attempt to rescue Cesar through a series of challenges? <laughs> I, I would like to do that. I would like to it's juggle to distract him. How many sure. times has Cesar come to your rescue? Think about okay. it. Zero. Never has that happened. But all right, I, I would like to. I would like to. Yeah. Why? Okay. Sorry, I'll just be continually frustrated with open broadcaster. That's fine. What's going on? Nothing. Thrin. Yeah. Your D twenty. Um, twice, but. Uh, let's see, Carl, higher or above or below 10? Above. Okay. Go ahead, Mithrin. Here we go. 15 and 17. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, Carl? Yes. Do you wish to rescue, um,. Mithrin and Cesar, the series of skill challenges. <laughs> wow. Well, if they are uh, athletic enough. 
So it depends on He's thinking about if there's it. any way to yeah, use acrobatics and athletics and endurance. No, 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 no. This is not a matter of your actual skill. This is just, in this case, rolling two d20s and having them come out under ten. <laughs> okay. Well, then roll them bones. That's a five. Okay. Oh, oh. And eleven. Oh, oh, yeah. I really so missed that one. Close. Okay. Xanatari. Yeah. Do you wish to save the entire party with a series of skill challenges? You know, I do, but I gotta be honest, I still have not unpacked my dice, so that means I'm gonna have to use a digital dice, which is not my luckiest of apps, but I will do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Alright, so what do you want me to roll here? Well, I would like um, those in the chat room as well to roll their d20s and respond back with their numbers. Ooh. One. Just only roll once. For you, because oh, digital... No! No! No, my phone is resetting. <laughs> okay, I'm going to wait. I'm going to have to rely on the chat because my phone just died. Okay. Okay, chat. <laughs> now we have to trust that you're honest. Mm-hmm. I think Honest. We need honest D20 rolls. I mean, we won't tell you... I mean, I'll assume the Dungeon Master will not tell you the successful one. <laughs> Does anyone have a D20 they can roll a, at an app or something? Because mine just died. And my dice are not unpacked yet. Okay. Well, since this makes all great radio, and I should have probably done this ahead of time for the fact that we've got the 30-second delay, I'm going to start setting the scene, um, mm-hmm. and then we'll go from there, depending on whoever comes back in the chat. Oh, we have one. Okay, we have one. You can the anyway. Yep. So, um... Cesar, as you are out there and suddenly this wave of enchantment uh, or illusion drops around this beholder, looking off to, um, I believe it is your left, since the dragon was down on the ground, you happen to notice that um, the dragon has four additional heads. Oh. Additional? Wow. Just as a matter of course. Oh, didn't notice that before. Yeah. Okay. Um, they're all different colors. Oh, weird. Like normal dragon colors? Yes. Okay. But like the most intense dragon colors, you know, I mean, you know, primary colors possible. And re- remind me, sorry, what's happening with the dragon right now? What's the dragon status? Um, the dragon had crashed and apparently crashed into the ground, but is recovering and still blasting away at stuff on the ground. Okay. And trying it's to a clear hydra, a path. Kill it. Trying to clear a path towards um, the demon thing that is still the massive yeah. demon thing that is trying to crawl out ahead. Okay. The green head, which is the one that you've been interacting with this whole time, yep. doesn't seem to notice the other ones. <laughs> I can just tell that. Mm, well, it's the other ones are just kind of staring ahead and not doing anything, but they're not getting in the way as the dragon is blowing. Um, I just imagine them being like really bad paper mache, like it's the dragon's <laughs> Halloween costume. Yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> I guess I guess I guess I guess with a one you would you'd sort of get that effect. Um, but you only see it for just like the briefest of moments. Mm-hmm. But there's a beholder to deal with. Yeah. So now we go to the encounter. Do we want to run this as a normal encounter, or do we run, want to run this as a DM special encounter? Now I have well, the distinct uh, feeling that whatever we choose will be the opposite of what happens. Okay, so, so pretty sure you could all be of tricky them. and play the mind games then. Pick the opposite yeah. of what you really want. There what we will go. you do? Trying to outsmart us, Cecilia. I, 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 I will <laughs> I will be and I'm breaking I'm gonna I'm gonna rip up my DM card after this. The DM special is probably the better way to go. Alright, I'm taking it. He's yeah. gonna kill us all, you know that. Uh, and we don't have our character sheets, so uh well. <laughs> I think that's the best way. Okay. I'll take Are the special. You, you'll take the special, Xanatari? Okay. Okay. So. Linkberry, um, the sound didn't die. I just turned my my CPU down because my fan is so loud. That's all. It, hopefully the sound is better for you all now. So. I need imaginations. And so far, you've been all on this path of immortals. Uh, Carl is the lesser of the group. I think he's only got one. Everyone else has got about three different um, paths. You started to get different little bits of portfolios and all the, that other stuff. And you're kind of riding all badass into this war. So what I would like is, faced with this beholder, if you were to do awesome semi-deific stuff, what would you do in best descriptions and, you know, just turn it into the greatest of adventures. How would you kill this beholder? And so far, because uh, Xanatari has not had a chance to talk or roll many die or do much of anything, I'm going to start with her. <laughs> um, Xanatari would go into her... Um her defender kind of, you know, war cleric mode and do the the wings thing because her intention would be to to slap it in the eye with her wings. Like as a giant thunderclap kind of loud sound and just basically like slap it right on both sides of his head. Like like right like that. To blind okay. it in the eyes. So you, you would you would blind it in the eyes. Mm-hmm. Um what other so, so you could potentially stun it? Yes. It would still be alive, however. Yes, but if I could like push it, I assume it's floating. I mean, beholders, I usually see them floating. This one is. Um, so I would. I'm trying to get it down to the ground so that everyone can just basically hit it. Okay. Just pretend that it's. Uh, never mind. I was going to say something rude about the police. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get it down to the ground and everyone can just start kicking it and hitting it. <laughs> Sorry. Emails to Genesee at deathbeforedishonor.com. Not to me. Please, not to me. Okay. Mithrin. You yes. um, have been on this little uh, deific path. I believe that you are uh, one as well. And 
still don't know much about your current uh, Mithrinness. So how would you go about, in your new form, how would you add yourself as a main character to this story, and how would you take out this Beholder? Uh, the first thing that I am going to do is actually uh, reach into my pack and grab out the uh, stick that was given to me. The story stick. The story stick. And uh, I am going to kneel down to the ground and I'm going to hold it in front of myself and just go into like a meditative trance for a bit. Okay. Still not going to kill the beholder. <laughs> nope. Not even, not even concerned with it at this moment. Something else greater has overtaken me. Okay. Uh, Florian? So what's the size of the beholder and what's the distance between uh, the beholder and Carl? Um, close enough that you could pretty much do whatever you wanted. And the size probably... Mm, if you were side by side to it, it's probably eight or nine feet tall. Okay. Mm. So, oh, he'll um, <clears throat> shout out and punch his feet into uh, his fist into the ground, lift up a about melon-sized rock. Uh, Throws it up in the air, hits us with both his elbows, and puts split into eight um, cone-shaped uh, cone-shaped rocks, hitting all of the eyes at the same time. Okay. Wow. Would there be any effect on the any sort of magical effect or deific effect on those rocks as they hit the eyes? Mm, maybe some sort of. Um, um, thunderclap effect, not really thunder, more like a, a sonic boom type uh, as they hit the eyes. Okay. Cesar? You're muted. Welcome back. Hello. Yep. I was making a great joke about how I'm going to follow Mithrin's uh, uh, lead and make himself a coffee or something, but... uh. <laughs> but you hey, missed you it. Can't do it. You cannot go into a battle dehydrated. It's no. true. But a coffee would dehydrate you, though, because that's that's the idea. He doesn't want to go in the battle at all, so he's going to have see. Something. Someone's thinking ahead. <laughs> mm-hmm. Guys, I just had a coffee. Sorry, I can't. Sorry. <laughs> oh my god, it was a pumpkin latte. I just ah, uh, so full. Uh, <laughs> not even fall yeah (laughs) (laughs) just bummed out man (sighs) (sighs) anyway you you missed that joke so let's not talk about that anymore um what cesar would do if you're talking semi deific uh he would you know he's been working on his abilities in terms of crafting these mechanical things and Imagining, you know, sort of along the route to sort of pure awesomeness is the ability to do so with materials that aren't necessarily made to go together and sort of using more raw arcane power to make them go together. Like, so for example, he may not have enough 
supplies on him to build a quite a large amount to sort of go after this thing, but he would be able to sort of use what's on the ground, you know, sort of loose dirt and rocks and whatnot. And I'm assuming this is kind of barren where we are, mm-hmm. sort of what I've, the, the feeling that I've got. So, you know, and sort of, and not have to do each part with physically his hands. He might have to do one and then around him, sort of all of these sort of start coming up together and uh, start, you know, just basically making little, again, small uh sort of soldiers but rather than being you know in intricate out of these you know metal gears and and whatnot sort of out of sort of what's around him and they all kind of rise up around him and then uh you know at once swarm at the beholder and kind of like uh world war z style like climb up one another to actually get to it and uh try to swarm up it and uh go after the the eye stalks as well um You know, even, you know, burrowing into them or, you know, sacrificing themselves to try to, to, to inflict some damage on what is clearly the, the business end of the beholder. Okay. You are also able to detect its life signs. Okay. And you're not sure fully what this means at this point, but it seems like either the beholder is going to live a very long life... Oh, that's nice for it. Continued, or it is <laughs> no. going to be terminated in very short order. Well, that's extreme. Uh, it's kind of, it's a very solid life sign, but there's, it's starting to get very staticky and okay. easy. So, um, there is no central eye, therefore there is no anti-magic ray. So, who all, which plan do you all not like? Stick. <laughs> Meditative stick. That's a good choice. Um, I mean, I my plan's not that yeah. awesome, so you can get rid of it if you want to. I think Cesar's curious about the uh, the stick thing. See what's going to happen. <laughs> there better with that. be like a giant explosion <laughs> out of the bottom of the stick that does something awesome. Like there better be a Dragon Ball Z thing that's going to happen here soon. I make no promises. <laughs> It could just be that he fell asleep. I I meditated on my stick and and then I I prepared for my imminent death. That's not that better not be the plan. That could be a plan. This 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 raises a good point. The the ire of Xanatari. I believe one of your small portfolios that you have gained at this point in time is um, you are currently one of the patron. A patron, and I use deities in air quotes because you're not quite there yet. You are a patron immortal of smiting, mm. but only when it concerns um, either shocking things or perhaps calling lightning down onto the staff. <laughs> oh, really? So you it's know, not a metal. I mean, it's not. But he's got metal van braces on. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Well, that and the stick is touching the ground, so I mean, it is grounded. So, okay. but there, there, there is, there is a degree. It's not of a good sp- conductor. You know, you 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 are the immortal of snarky, uh, snarky um, spite, smiting. Okay. Well, I mean, I am curious to see where he's going with this stick thing, but all right. If you want to leave it, that's fine. So we're gonna run with all these. Everyone happy with that? Yes. Sure. Yes. Okay. Um. <laughs> Cesar, go ahead and put all of this together, this tie this whole big wonderful scene together, since you are the one at the more of the distance, 
And uh, let's get some Lord of the Rings type of popcorn stuff going on here for the theater of the mind. Okay. So um, everybody kind of jumps into uh, uh, action all at once. Not me! Except for you. Hey, are you standing still? Are you doing nothing? I kneeled down. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So just hold your horses, mister. All right, sorry. He took a knee. I, I backed you up on the whole sit and look at my stick thing, so... He's doing a TiVo. Tim TiVo. Yeah, honestly, that's good advice for anybody. You know, sit and look, <laughs> look at my at stick. Your stick. Yeah. Okay. Take so, a moment to admire it. <laughs> um, the beholder suddenly is. We're all aware of this looming evil presence, and uh, we all sort of actually have a coordinated effort towards it. Uh, Cesar. Uh, sort of bends down and starts working with his hands in the dirt, uh, which looks a little odd at first, and then you start to see these things rise up. Um, uh, and uh, Mithrin kind of makes a same, similar motion, goes sort of down, um, and uh, you know he is sort of at peace and seems to be not really seeing what's around him, but you can kind of feel this maybe sort of energy or aura maybe slightly emanating off of him. Uh, Carl, the ever-physical, um, winds up and uh, begins to launch his attack. Uh, and then Xanatari strikes immediately and uh, basically uh, boxes the e- the non-existent ears of, of the Beholder. And then uh, Carl's attack uh, launches at the same time that the uh, sort of creations that Cesar builds uh, sort of rush at the Beholder. Some of them cr- uh, sort of rush uh, partially over Mithrin, uh, but he doesn't even seem to to feel them. He doesn't flinch at all. Uh, the, they, they, like I said, pile up and start climbing up onto the Beholder as the, uh, the rocks that uh, um, Carl flung hurtle towards the Beholder, who is visibly stunned by Xanatari's initial attack, allowing all of these uh, projectile attacks sort of to, to fly true as it doesn't, you know, make an effort to dodge. The, the, the stones start striking as the clock, or not clockwork, but, you know, con- constructs begin reaching sort of the, the crucial points of the beholder. Some of the, the rocks strike the, uh, the constructs, but there's more behind to, to replace them. And uh, they, you know, rush forward and, you know, immediately start ripping into the the beholder, as as the rocks do some serious damage to the the creature that's been stunned. Okay, Carl that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Xanatari has described her uh, angelic wings a couple times in the past. However, she's whipping them out in a new and different way this time. From Carl's vantage point, what do these wings look like? You know, are they big? Are they small? Et cetera, et cetera. Mm, they are uh, pretty uh, big, but they seemed almost uh, the outer outer uh, feathers of the wings seems almost like uh, have a metallic tint and seem uh, look more like knives than feathers and small um, lightning sparkle between them, between the tips of the wings. Uh, Mithrin, how's that knee? (laughs) 
Uh, depends on how the attack is going, honestly, because he is meditating very deeply right now. And okay. uh, honestly, it it the the meditation will end when the time is right. <laughs> okay. Um, Mithrin. Yo. Roll a d20, and as long as you don't roll a 5, we'll continue. <laughs> Thanks for all the options there. I have <laughs> a lot of options. Okay. Here we go. Three. All Yay! right. Yay! Very good. Every single attack hits, and um, you are able to maintain throughout the blast wave of um, sonic pain and stuff that this... Beholder goes under for Xantari's uh, wings and all the other attacks. You're able to maintain your meditative stance. Huzzah. Okay. Um, bits and pieces are blown out of the each eye stalk. Ew. And the beast roars with rage and is screaming some sort of unintelligible foul language. You know at your... Um, deepest levels of your being that this is an evil, foul language. Um, no attacks come from it, but the mouth opens up and it seems to try and if anyone's familiar with a goblin shark, it attempts to disengage and make its jaw even wider by popping it, trying to pop it outside of its mouth. And... Yeah. Looks like it is going to attempt a bite attack or something um, the next round. But, being deities, you have options of further things to do. Also, does anyone feel like playing with their arcane check again? Well, if I had a dice, I would roll my arcane, since I have a pretty high arcane. Okay. Okay. Do you want somebody to roll your arcane for you? Yes, please. Who would you like to have someone? Um, Florian should roll. Okay. All right. Oops. Um, can someone else roll? <laughs> <laughs> That's a four. Ah, uh, well, I have like a twenty-one arcane, so I'm not to worry about it. So a twenty-five arcane? Yeah. Um. Through all the light and everything and sound and noise and fury that you unleash upon the beholder, um, out of the corner of your eye, you see the dragon charging ahead towards um, the demon. That's a bit further ahead, so it's kind of peeling away from you and, and trying to make a charge, like it's found a break in these imaginary drudges or illusionary drudges. It still seems to think that your drudges are there, and it stops to like shake its legs and if it's trying to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you see four additional chromatic heads for a moment um, before the roar of the beholder distracts you again. So I'm looking, like, where is the dragon uh, and the demon in, in relation to the beholder? Um, from your, you are facing the beholder. This would be off to your left. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I think we have something to focus on here, but that's good to know that uh, we won't be flanked by a demon. Okay. But just to let you know that there's all sorts of weird colors and stuff going on with the sky right now, and um, you feel the presence of your deity, mm -hmm. especially close, 
and there's sort of this illusionary feeling or illusionary sight of this massive cloud, you know, hammer made out of clouds coming down and striking the beholder. Oh, uh, is this some sort of like a precognition or is it actually like, do I actually see it right now hitting the boulder, the clouds? You, like I said, you feel the deity is very close. You are not sure if this is another illusion or what the deal is, but to your eyes, you see what appears to be a cloud hammer, massive cloud hammer just come down. Um, okay. Does it strike. react? Uh, not to your gaze. Okay. Hmm. Something may have happened. Something may not have happened. Okay. But to you, you just simply were like, hey, my deity's close. Thund. Aha, he's that close. Okay. Good to know. Either or that or she's going to take it as an indication that she should use her um, thundering kind of hammer-esque attacks. But sort of like a Super Saiyan, you all feel an additional growing of your abilities. But it's almost kind of like grabbing hold of a uh, either Sanitary's ire and she's shocking you with a metal um, cape clip, cape Ooh. clasp. Look, look, it was an accident. I don't know how many times I have to say that. Accident. <laughs> or um, kind of a live wire, like you have charges or a charge that needs to be thrown out soon or it could possibly consume you. Um, Cesar, for you, this is sort of the icy chill of the grave type okay. feeling. Okay. Uh, Florian, I don't know how to translate bubblegum and happiness into a feeling of eminent <laughs> death and destruction, but, uh, go optimism. What's that, uh, realm in, in Diablo 3 where you can jump in where the unicorns are and you hit, you kill all the rainbow unicorns? Uh, Whimsydale. Whimsydale. Whimsy it's in Channel Whimsydale. Hmm? Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Which I love going into, even though nothing drops there. But it's still fun to kill unicorns. Um, From now on, your name is Voldemort. <laughs> but we won't say it. <laughs> All right. And uh, Mithrin, you still somehow manage to maintain your meditative stance. We're going to go around the table. You have one last attack series before this thing does something. Okay? Florian, what would you like to do? It's probably a bad idea to go hand-in-hand, hand, but Carl is very comfortable with a bad idea, so he'll <laughs> <laughs> launch toward, uh, runs, uh, begins sprinting toward a teach, uh, the creature, and does a uh, really high leap and uh, lands on top of the creature with uh, quite an impact um, trying to uh, shut his mouth again uh, with his weight and also uh, bury a fist into its skull. Okay. Um, just to change the order slightly, uh, I would suggest landing with the fist. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, doing so, uh, the long serpentine tongue that was extended out of the mouth of the beholder is chopped in half as you force the mouth to close. 
Ooh, nice. Um, the eye stalks come pointing in your direction, but you find that um, after landing, you can actually, I don't know if you're familiar with lumberjacks and all that stuff, but uh, you could actually, by walking or running, um, change the position of the face of the beholder. So if you wanted to run in one direction, the um, beholder would spin that way. Uh, oh, I get it. Yeah, like, like on a lock. Yes. Um, depending if you were to do that, you there would be various roles and stuff needed, but um, I, I will give you that simple act of discovery. But you have uh, chopped the tongue off of the beholder, and a great gout of um, black Ikerish blood um, is spewed all over Mithrin. Yay! <laughs> Keep on meditating through this! I haven't had enough, you know... Crazy shit on me already. <laughs> the night is young, so is the adventure. Mm. Wonderful. Yep. I have a lot to look forward to. Mm-hmm. How Serenity. many different kinds of ichor and filth and slime and you know things can we put? Up? At least you weren't tossing to a trash packer. Ask our DM, the Luke host Scott. of Double Dare. <laughs> we just want to make sure that you like experience. You know, you wanted to know the inner beauty of everything. Well, now you can know the exact inner beauty of every single thing that we encounter. Now, We're just trying to share the universe with you. Uh, I'm going to so reveal. Kind. So I'm going, kind. I'm going to reveal uh, a secret note that Mithrin sent me when he rejoined the cast. He said, um, "You know, I, I wish to understand the complete metallurgical um, durability of my van braces." So therefore, it needs to be exposed to all sorts of stuff to find out if there is rust or corrosion. I think you may be trying to make some mobile home siding or something with them. I don't know what. So I I am pretty sure that's made up. But <laughs> <laughs> however, I like Xanatari's chutzpah with the uh, the inner beauty of everything. Yeah, so I, I, I like that too. That's good. I will I will go with that one. Complete bullshit, but it's good. Hey. All right, so um, Carl is atop the beholder. Mithrin, you know what? We'll make it nice. We'll make it your day. You managed to stay meditating, yeah. which means you've attracted the DM's curiosity. <laughs> Again. It'll pay off. I guarantee it'll pay off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cesar? So much confidence. You're like, hmm. I'm meditating on the whole thing. I'm not allowed to have the exuberance. I took the knee doing a Mithrin. Mm. All, right. <laughs> All right. All right. Gotcha. 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 Cesar? Okay. Um, Cesar's going to... Um, he's been also working on some of the bolts for his crossbow, and he's going to load um, a special uh, one in and sort of infuse it with a bit more magical Nis powery stuff. And uh, he's going to take careful aim, you know, maybe uh, take a knee, maybe, you know, take some inspiration from Mithrin there uh, to give some extra stability and uh, fire it at at the uh, at the beholder. And what it does, seeing Carl uh, sort of leap at it, uh, part of it, it sort of breaks off into, you know, maybe seven or eight different bolts. Um, all but one are actual just physical bolts. They're a little bit longer and stouter maybe than you'd imagine, though. 
and they sort of thunk into the beholder at different points. His idea is trying to maybe give Carl either some foot or handholds as he's atop this thing to try to, <laughs> you know, stairway. either make it more stable or let him sort of reach down if he needs to and swing around on him. And uh, But the final one is uh, more uh, mystical than that. It's, you know, almost pure energy with just a slight amount of physical um, properties to keep it all together just to try to drive it as, as close, you know, as far into the core of, of the beholder as possible. Okay. Um, I sort of have this imagining in my mind of a the potato from science class when we were kids. Do you have to start with toothpicks in a cup? Yep, so that it would float. Yep, exactly. Yes. And then just knowing Carl, I, I am suddenly playing one of the Olympic venues for gymnastics where suddenly, like, the parallel bars <laughs> the or parallel whatever, bars, he just yep. starts swinging <laughs> around and... Mithrin stands up with a ten. (laughs) (laughs) The stick has a suddenly national flag on it, and he waves it back and forth. It says, "Go, go, Carl." Okay, ten. Xanatari. I would rather that Mithrin go first because some things depend on what he does. All right. If you want it, it's going to happen. Uh-oh, here we go. All right, so <clears throat> at the moment that uh, <laughs> the crazy parallel bars sprout out of the monster, uh, <laughs> uh, Mithrin looks up, basically kind of breaks the trance, and he says in a voice, he's like, I have not come through three different hells to be stopped by you. And he grabs the staff in the front of his hand, in front of him, and he starts this chant: "The winter whites infest my spine. That their tundra-touched talons rip through my mind. My ears hear nothing save the wailing cry of the ice-choked throat as I stare at the uncaring sky. Chilblains blister me as I all skin freezes, scarring me, marring me. The pain never eases." Whites and spirits, demons and revenants surround me, confound me, tempt me to recant. Cast off my faith in beautiful things. This is only ice. There has never been spring. Wittershins, they walk, maintaining their right, summoning the snows and extending the night. They carry no daggers, no staves or swords. Their wicked weapons are their whispered words. Despair, despair, abandon your hope. There is no salvation. Abandon your hope. Go down, go down, crumple to the ground. Embrace the cold caress of your waiting barrel mound. I hear them. I know them. I've seen the seeds they sow. Then comes the revelation. These demons are my own. My mind erupts in searing light. My body armored with the new life. I know you now, I sternly say. I know you now. And I turn away. I am my master. I am no mewling demon horde. And take away my victory, prepare to taste my sword. And in my hands a vorpal blade was crafted from the void. I heed at them until they fled. Alas, they were not all destroyed. I wandered down the winding roads, and I passed through field and fen. I crossed the chasms and crevasses, the mountains I did ascend. Always seeking the breath of spring, its brush upon my cheek. The gentle mother, the ardent lover, the protector of the weak. 
and after weeks of wandering, I saw a dazzling light. But the rest of my tale that you wish to hear will have to wait for another night. Therefore, you will not stop me this day. And at that point, he throws the staff straight into the beholder. Okay. Is it imbued with anything, or is it just a staff? It is whatever the chant made it worth. Oh, okay. okay. So it's everything valuable, like ever. <laughs> <laughs> so it destroys everything instantly. Holy. Okay. Uh, Susser, what does the staff do? Ha! <laughs> you, be, you, you being, you know, the concierge to the Mafia death family. Yeah. How, 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 how does this son of a bitch uh, beholder die? All right. So the staff, uh, as it f- f- um, flies it's flabbergasted. From... <laughs> yeah, I kind of am. Um, as it leaves Mithrin, Mithrin's hand, the second it does, it immediately um, sort of frosts over and uh, sort of hurdles directly at the beholder. Maybe, let's say, two feet from the front of the beholder, mm-hmm. it basically, the everything sort of within maybe 15 feet of it slows down to just a crawl. As it's it's still flying through the air, just just but it just like in super 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 slow motion, right at at, at the beholder. Um, I'm assuming uh, Carl sees it coming and probably either holds on for dear life or jumps off. I'm not sure he can decide, but but um, you know we're not frozen. It's just everything, everyone around. It's just you know so you know just as like it's crawling towards it but you can still feel it's not it's not slowed down it's just the perception of everything has just almost come to a complete stop um and uh just everything like as soon as that it happens it slows down it snaps like in a second to that slow and uh at, at that same moment everything gets incredibly cold like unbelievably unimaginably cold um and from the uh the sides of the staff come out these sort of swirling frosty um like uh small uh, spectral kind of uh, horrors and uh they are moving slightly faster than everything else and they start swirling out from the staff and kind of start to um go in uh like an orbit around the uh the beholder and uh and the staff still you know is traveling towards the the center of of the creature, and these these uh, spectral things. There's they keep f- flowing out of the the staff, and there's more and more and more. And uh, after you know a little bit, it's the staff has almost come in contact with the beholder. Things start to speed up just a little bit more, uh, but it still stays as cold as it's been. And uh, the staff makes contact with the beholder, and just starts you know, pushing its way in and, and things start to speed up a little more. It's pushing its way in. You can see from the point of where it enters the beholder, this sort of hoarfrost kind of spreading outwards over the surface of of the beholder, sort of encasing it in this, you know, frosty coating as the 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 staff enters in and these 
uh, demons basically keep swirling faster and faster around uh, the creature. Uh, and then the staff is about halfway in. It's still speeding up more. The demons start plunging into the beholder all around it. More and more and more keeps speeding up faster and faster. The frost spreads further around the, the skin of, of the beholder. Um, it starts, you know, as, as soon as the, the staff entered it, the, the eye stalks started thrashing more and more, but the frost starts creeping up those, and they can they slow down more and more and more, and the, the staff speeds up. and uh, But then everything starts speeding up, but the staff itself slows down as it enters in more and more into the flesh of the thing. Until finally, it's it's fully inside the uh, the the beholder. The last of the the spirits, the demons, fly into the beholder, and then everything seems to stop for maybe let's say five seconds, and then it explodes in a cloud of basically snow. It's like nothing. It's not even shards. It's just not snowflakes, but like just these tiny particles that sort of explode outwards, coating everything, and falls to the ground. That was fucking amazing! Oh my god! Well, it's what this—it's cool. what the description deserved. It's what you said. <laughs> oh my fucking god! Excellent job. Slight business to deal with. Um, one. Everybody gains a level. Yay! Yay. A level not to auto-level our character sheet with. So that's two levels you gotta do. But, um, Carl? What way do you have the beholder facing before you possibly exit the area around the beholder? So, where, where, where did the staff strike the beholder? I had Say it uh, through the uh, closed main main eye, um, looking towards the party, with Carl on top while he just tried to um, make the beholder uh, face towards the ground by running backwards on top of him. Okay. Alrighty, and then um, let us have Mithrin do your the roll. Two rolls of a D twenty, and we're gonna do your athletics check to see your see if you got out. All right, two D twenties. Oh my God, nineteen thirteen. Okay. Mm-hmm. And my skill and athletics is fourteen, so that's is uh, um, twenty seven and twenty. What's okay. the other one? Well, well, a lot. <laughs> you you have yeah. you have uh, been part of the main finale here for the death of this beast. What sort of panache or very stylistic or awesome sort of exit do you want to make that would probably be like a great stage show to be when you land the thing goes into a holder snow. Oh, just before. Um uh, the be- <clears throat> beholder freezes through and through. He's gonna jump into the air again, and basically um, slide through the beholder while it's falling into snow. And 
well, uh, lands. Um, uh, Are you gonna make into, snow angels? And, <laughs> yes, he's gonna make a snow angels. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna love and make a snow angel once this, uh, the holder has crumbled. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. Wow. Hmm. Um, I, I'd like to add one thing. As soon as all of this happens, uh, Mithrin actually completely like passes out, falls over, and as soon as he hits the ground, the van braces shatter. Oh. Okay. Um, Sanitari, mm-hmm. what would you like to do? You were, you, were wait, you were waiting on Mithrin. Yes. Well, um, as a joke, Xanatari would just cross her arms in front of her, put her sword behind her head, and go, do, 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 do. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I was going to say, I thought she would like cross her arms and go, like, I could have done that. No. Better. <laughs> better. Much better. <laughs> I think... Uh, I think that she'd kind of be paused because all this is happening at the same time really fast. And um, I was intending to do a hammering wind, but I didn't want to usher uh, Mithrin into position if he had something he wanted to do. So that's why she was waiting. Um, so, yeah, that, that's okay. So uh, she'd be watching all this and she kind of sees Mithrin stand up and, you know, raise his arms and begin this chant and, uh, the staff kind of fly from his fingers and begin to to glow and emit this sort of spectral, you know, eminent death for the beholder. And she's going to kind of pause and just nod to herself, um, kind of vaguely, because there's been unanswered questions regarding Mithrin and it's been a long time since he's been part of the party. So um, I guess that you know, she's kind of taking this as him, like literally exercising his demons. Um, for the benefit of the party. And that's good because he's been kind of haunted since he left. So she's going to kind of nod at him and then watch, you know, as the boulder falls into pieces um, and all of this happening, uh, as the snow hits the ground, she's going to turn slightly left and never one to pause and, you know, savor a moment. <laughs> she's going to be looking at the demon and the dragon that are next to us engaged in battle and be thinking of the next thing that she needs to move on to. Um, but she will note um, Mithrin hitting the ground and kind of, you know, do like a little, almost like, um, you know, healer vision assessment of him to see if there's something that she needs to be taken care of uh, physically or if he's just exhausted from this gigantic effort that he's put out. Um, but she will see the Vambraces crumble and wonder what's underneath them. Okay. Anybody have any further actions that they wish to take at this point in time? Okay. Not hearing anything further. Um, Bert, apparently Xanatari, has been supercharged as well and normally hovers uh, vertically around your head. It begins spinning especially fast and it's sort of the effect from like the old Tron movie where um, <laughs> some sort of pattern starts to form amongst the spinning colors. Okay. And with the blasting of a ray towards the demon and dragon area, these are now about uh, half a mile away from where you're at. Mm-hmm. 
Um, there is a blinding flash. You see the rays start to shoot out, and then there is a blinding flash for everyone in the party. Mm-hmm. And take us out. Thank you for listening. You can find out more at DeathD4Dishonor.com. Find us on Twitter at DeathD4. Or you can hopefully come and listen to us, maybe cross our fingers, every Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Twitch.tv slash Genesee. Please take a listen to the Great Area Podcast, when hopefully we'll be having some more episodes coming up soon uh, on interviews with developers about their games and inspirations at Genesee.com. Stay tuned for next week, hopefully, and join us for another worldwide adventure. Well done, everyone, tonight. Well, well done. Nice. Very well done, everybody. Good job.